manufactured. I mean, I'm manufactured. That means I'm born to be broke. Everything's broke. Like a mirror. It's cracked. We're fractured. Like some kind of broken recursive mirror. Came to me in a dream. Dreams are fractured. They're just half a reality. In reality, half of something else, but I'll never see it. I like being asleep, and I like waking up. And I like waking into sleep. Oh, you're dreaming. You're fractured. I'm over here, I'm over there. I'm over everything. I'm fractured. I love it. The outage. I'm making a special dinner for you tonight. I found my grandma's cookbook and I'm all inspired to make something. What are you making? I'm making a vegetarian version of her yakamane. She'd make it with ham, but I'm leaving that out and substituting tofu crumbles. Now it's her New Jersey version, so it's a little different. It's got egg noodles, soy sauce, celery, and hey, hey, what gives? Power's out, thank God. It's not even raining, what the heck? Maybe a squirrel blew a transformer. What now? Let me turn the lights on. I can't see a thing. Oh, good thinking, genius. Oh, yeah. Here, light a candle. I have Herbert's Yardside candle. Is that allowed? Herbert was a practical man. Okay. There. Maybe I can make dinner on the propane camping stove. Uh, please don't. I'd rather eat cereal out of the box, in bed. This is how our ancestors had to do it. Did they have power outages in the olden times? I thought that was kind of a new thing. I mean, they didn't have electricity. But they planned on not having it. They had oil lamps and stuff. It's about to get warm and nasty in here. It's kind of neat pretending it's the 18th century or something. I do like all the candles in Barry Lyndon. Oh, I love that movie. Let's watch it while we wait for the power to come back on. Oh, yeah. Man. We could play cards. That might be fun. Cards by candlelight. And since the beer's getting cold, we better drink it now. Oh, that'll be fun. I'll get the cards. Finally, we can bond. Nothing to distract us. Yeah, this might not be so bad. Like I always say, oh, we're back on. Okay, see Oh, okay. Cards, Hardy? No, I'm good. wants a miracle. Can I hear you? Who came here for a miracle? Fantastic. Can you hear me, Butchie? Yes, I can. Good. That's what we say at the Miracle New World meetings. Yes, I can. Are you ready to have your lives changed? All right. All right. Look for a fella in a gold shirt with red glasses. He has a good questionnaire. You, sir, in the front with the red glasses. Are you looking for answers? Yes, I am. Well, come on up. His name is Ted. Come on up here, Ted. Don't say it yet. Ted the stage. Come on up, Ted the stage. Good cover. Thanks. What? What? I am now going to take a guess at your passion. He's a writer. Wants to be a writer. You love to write. Yes. You want to be a writer. Oh, my God, yes. He hasn't been published yet, though. You have not yet been published that yet, though. You're right. That can be very frustrating. You don't want to give up on your dream, right? No, I don't. He currently works as a copy editor for a, well, a state agency. You are currently a real estate agent. Uh, I didn't say real estate. I said state agency. He has a desk job for the state. No, I have a job. I meant that you take up real estate just sitting around working for the state. Am I right? That's for sure. You are masterful, Butchie. But you have your masters. No, I do Yes, I do. Oh, you got there on your own, Butch. That happens sometimes. Indeed. Oh, and a laugh line. He lives in North Jersey. Want to hook him up with North Arlington Writer's Journal? I'm going to give you some advice now, and hopefully you're going to be able to follow through. If by crazy chance you are from North Jersey, there is a writer's journal in North Arlington looking for writers to publish. And if you tell them I sent you... Thank you, Butchie. It's like your magic or something. Maybe I just have a little fairy whispering in my ear. I'm more like a very large sprite, but go on. You're going to be somebody, my friend. Now call him Ted. Can I take a wild guess at your name to test my powers? Go right ahead. Your name is 
Todd. It's Ted, Butchie. No, but that's close. Ted? Oh, my God. I see what you did there, Butch. Let them think you dropped the ball and then kick the ball into the hoop as it's dropping. Okay. I did not mean to say that out loud. All right. You gonna eat that? No. Gonna eat that? No. You gonna eat that? No. You gonna eat that? No. A dream sitter is not like being a psychopomp. It isn't the same thing, and we don't even like that word, really. I'm dream sitting not because I need the money, but because I enjoy it so much. Oh, I love to be with you. I don't mind spending time with you, and I don't mind that it doesn't logically make any sense. I don't mind things popping in and out of reality. I don't mind it if you're suddenly someone else. I don't mind if you go from angelic to murderous. That happens in dreams. Oh, my goodness, especially the travel ones. I find myself, I'm ordinary traveling, and then I'm just tearing things and, and people asunder. Like it's a nature video. It just brings out the beast in me, which is in there in my brain, I guess, resting. It's not resting, it's just waiting. When you fall asleep, I'm going to take you on adventures. Why wouldn't I? Look at the movies we watch, and we put ourselves in those positions, don't we? Let's say we're watching one of these adventures that's popular, where it's a band of soldiers in World War II, and they all have nicknames like uh, Blackie and Whitey and Pinky, and, well, they're not all shades of color. What are they all? Uh, Tex, and uh, one of them's um, Carpet. I don't know why they call them that. Just like Stewpot in South Pacific. This guy's named Stewpot, but I think he served food and stupid, and it sounds like stupid. So it's a pun and all sort of things. Your nickname says so much about you. Um, you tell me your nickname and I'll tell you some, it's secret meaning, you know. Oh, it's uh, dumb smelly. Dumb smelly? No, just smelly. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, smelly. Smelly means stinky. I can do that with first names too. When people are going to name a child, they'll often look in a book and say, I have ideas for names. First of all, I dreamt a sound, and I'm going to look it up and see if it's an actual name. Maybe it's a name in another culture. And you say, yes, look, it's a name in, in another language. It means uh, welt or something. Welt, all right, I think I know what that is. But So you name the child welt, and it sounds good for a while, out of context. And then you visit the land of the origin of the name. This happens all the time in dreams. And they go, do you know what your name means? And it happens quite frequently. If I think I was on stage right now, I'd blurt out something graphic. As a joke. I'd say, I know a guy named, and then I'd say something shocking. But I can't do that on the, on the broadcast radio because we take it very seriously. There are rules for it because it was, when it was conceived, it was thought, this is a very important thing. We are speaking to human beings. Oh, the radio has such power. We must make rules. And they came together like the Star Trek Federation. We will send emissaries from all, this is not true, from all over the world. No, the government just immediately took control and says, okay, we got it from here. 
don't thank you. Is it be? Oh, and we'll just just we'll do it and monitor just like we do religion. So there's here's the ten you can have. It's not even ten. I wonder what the religion choice is down to. Just a handful now. I say that because I've I've done people's weddings and they accept. I'm there. I, I was sort of their spiritual leader, and they go, "Okay, which one?" I go, "Which one would?" They go, "Which uh, official, registered, corporation, nonprofit are you?" I go, "I don't know. We're just we're just winging it. We don't have a real." So you aren't one. I go, "Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I guess I'm not." But. Uh, who knows? And then you get people get cynical and just go, here, Hardy, you should be the uh, reverend of the church of the, uh, you know, s silly hat, silly paper hat. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't get sillier than a paper hat, doesn't it? That was my imagination. That's as silly as I could come up with it. Imagine that. I think only because the word has been ruined for me. Silly. Is that your nickname? No, one, silly sounds like a, a nickname, but spelled differently. And no one ever... Thinks it means S I L L Y. So silly, silly Johnson or silly, silly Malcolm, silly Bollocks or something. All right. Um, silly Blunt. And it's S I L L I E. I see that when I go to the cemetery a lot of times. I see, oh, first names. It's beautiful. Uh, I, I love it. And you wonder how that, I don't want I hate mispronouncing someone's name. I feel like it's a, it's a really uh, insulting thing to do. You know, they have such power, whether we want them to or not. When you say someone's name wrong, it's really sort of, I don't know, I think it's like a curse or something in a way. It's good to get it right, even if it's embarrassing and they got to say it a lot of times. So I'm going to do that. I don't care. It's on me. I'd rather be embarrassed temporarily than be cursing somebody I don't know in the long term. I don't mind a little embarrassment. I have enough. I don't have any confidence in anything. But I would say, people say he has a that Hardy. He has enough confidence in himself. It's not that at all. It's a it's a stark practicality. I just uh, I like to consider things carefully, and a lot of that is going to be me being wrong. So it doesn't make me wishy washy. It just makes me having to think about things quite a bit. If you, if you want to uh, make sure that you don't really mess things up for others. There's a technique where you don't care. You're, I don't even care. <laughs> Which is, a, it's, oh, it's like losing, but it's like losing, uh, losing weight by drinking something that makes you poo. It isn't real. You got to work out. It's exercise and diet. It isn't just, you know, no, there's a secret drink and you'll, ha you'll take such a number two. And all the things that have been clinging to your inside, which is where really where the weight comes from, like old feces and everything come out, and then you're much lighter and you look great and you look like one of the uh, Marvel characters. No, you don't. So you just got to do a little every day. And so I try to be consistent. Oh, my friend, I'm sitting here, I'm dream sitting, you haven't even offered you anything like a comic book or offered you. I know we're at your place. I'm offering you your own things that's what you do with children when you babysit them you know is you, you sit there at their place and you go can I offer you any of your own things that's a little like being the government I'm working on that too I'm working on a little bit of a, a character like that who says all these pithy things uh, every man like an every every man person <laughs> what would that be what is an every man would well, have a name for that it's called the lowest common denominator and there you go I don't know that I want to, I don't want to occupy that, really. If I was going to be a number, it'd be some absurd, crazy number that's always changing. Like some graduate students, like, I got, that's a different number than we thought. Because it hasn't stopped on that number. You got my number. If we do a puzzle, which I don't want to do, uh, can we do it in some chaotic manner? I always enjoyed uh, the Dr. Suits character of the cat who comes to babysit and everything it's a lot like good dog carl which is a big uh dog uh, uh, a rottweiler who's has a baby in its jaws and that's a good one too and so you take care of this baby and the mother sets the baby into the jaws of the rottweiler well it's like uh the hat one the, uh, the hat wearing cat of dr suits 
is also like that. But the mother places the child in the, I say clutches, but they're benevolent clutches of this supernatural lynch-like, lynchian being who represents something else, I guess, and has these twins, these I don't know. They may come later. when They may be the cleanup crew or, or something. But he, he teaches them how to be sort of uh, chaotic and spontaneous and he, a, how to not be uh, sort of uptight, how to be free thinking and also free acting. He teaches them how to repress uh, a little bit of their inhibition because they're too inhibited. Now, you can be too disinhibited. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine? You go, look at me. I'm playing this wonderful jazz saxophone solo and I go yes but you're pantless in the middle of the road so we've got to let's notch it back two degrees pants on in the club and you're perfect so just it's a it's a matter of and then oh now I'm too repressed and I'm playing just pentatonic scale got to break free get back to that chromatic one Every note's up for grabs, even the ones in between. That's how I always say. Oh, I say all the. I try to say all the words in between things too. I don't speak in a key. So you'll notice that. No, I'm not speaking tonally. I'm speaking uh, logic-wise. I drift off of uh, familiar patterns. I think. You just don't say. I do say things. You know, I say I don't say things, but that's just a cover because I just. What I mean is I don't take responsibility for anything I say. And why is that? Well, cowardice, maybe. I don't know. I like to spread. When you're out there spreading a good thing or spreading the, uh, what you think is true or right, you should be fearful uh, because there's so many you should know that are opposed to that. So sometimes you have to disguise it. And, you know, just like when you're, you go, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not really feeding the poor. I'm torturing them. But, and then you slip them food. Or something like that. And okay, go ahead. And then they'll allow you to. So you have to do, you have to be a little bit cagey about feeding the human soul sometimes because there are those that would want your very uh, inner spirit to starve. You know, because they, you know, oh, you know, it, there's a lot of dangerous information about, about what happens when you die. And, um, I know that because I am on now. I'm on my third regeneration, uh, resurrection. No, and that's not true at all. I have no idea what happens when I've seen people die, and they seem a lot of them are still gone, is what I'm noticing. And they they do sort of have they have a place in my head, as we all do in each other's heads. And I know that the Hardy in your head is not me fully. You you made it out of me, and I made the you in my head out of you, but it isn't you. I don't know if there is a you or me, but we're all in uh, some uh, small portion, some fraction of us. So what you're doing is you have not me in your head, but a dream me. So we all contain a dream other. And oh, I'm, I hope if we have good interactions, that stays wonderful, right? And if we have bad ones, then you live in my head in a malicious way. And so it's important what we, what we do, how we interact with one another because we get stuck in these little prisons of thought there we don't even know it we've made we've made doppelgangers of ourselves making them all the time oh how did you learn that i learned that from cat and the hat the the lynch thing like i'm saying and uh, all those wonderful imaginative stories when you're there was one about a child it had snowed and the child was went out and made a snow angel and I know that's not much of a plot but it, it helped me like slow cinema so now I'm like gosh imagine reading the novelization of Tokyo Story how riveting that would be but it's not so it's not about that necessarily sometimes it's about just feeling and experiencing a thing oh what's the hurry there was an Andy Griffith show episode where a person comes to town, a stroke waiting to happen, one of those high, strong, uh, uh, white, white fellas with a face like a ham, you know, fanning himself. 
I like to talk like that sometimes, just mocking myself if I get to, uh, you know, keyed up about something. We gotta go. What are you doing? So one of those fellows came to town. I guess his car broke down or something. They gave it to Goober or Gomer or one of them, one of the unfortunately named. One of them, I feel like, is a Bible name, and the other is a peanut. I think that's how it goes, but I don't know which is well, I don't know which is which. No, I do. But uh, so he gives the car to them. Now they have a very relaxed attitude because they're French, and so they were like, "Well, we'll get to it." So they're not getting to his car real quick, and he's staying inexplicably. He's staying with the sheriff. I don't know whether he's under arrest or whether they just. I really don't know. I think anybody that age that comes to town, Aunt B, he's like, "Bring him all over." Bring them over and we'll have uh, food. And so they brought uh, this fellow over, and he's anxious, anxious, anxious. I don't know where he's trying to get to. It could be a funeral. They don't give him the benefit of the doubt. You just kind of assume he's like greeting and greedy and and uh, you know big city. He doesn't have to wind down like the country people. Don't be, don't be deceived, man. I'm telling you, it is exactly, it's like Andrew River Show, just think like, this is Twin Peaks. Like, you're just not seeing what really is going on. This is just weirdly, you know, gosh, seems like a pretty nice place. That's the whole thing. That's how it sucks you in. But just look at it. Something's awfully wrong. And we laugh, we giggle at it. But there's something, something real wrong. And I think there's a lot of, and there's a lot of homage. Andy Griffith Show and, and uh, Twin Peaks, they don't get compared enough. But clearly there's a, you know, go ahead, sit there. You can, you'll, you're, especially, I don't know how many drugs you're on for your surgery. But you'll, if, you, if you are, you're going to see very clear connections. Fight the urge to do a YouTube video. Fight the urge to write down your theories like that. You don't have to film everything. Not everything has to be recorded. Let some things just go into the ether. And I always say, oh, I love being on radio because the sound of my voice goes into the stars and beyond. But here's something shocking. There's no more radio receivers out there to hear it. Nothing's going to hear it. You'd have to know it was coming and maybe they're listening. No, they're not. That's the thing. It's going out there. It's pointless. It's a kind of pointless eternity. And who wants that? That's immortality? No. The only immortality is the immortality of the now, of the moment. Right now, you feel it? You will never be as alive as you are right now. I know that. Unless If you're dead, you're not hearing me. I am. I'm hearing the radio waves. There are some things I could be wrong about, but I don't know. That'd be torturous. This would bring you think you're at peace. Ah, oh, I've been released from the torture of my body, my physical body. And now I'm hearing, I don't know why, but I'm hearing old, like, old radio shows or something. You know, Duffy's Tavern. That's because you're drifting out beyond the stars or something. I hope heaven isn't that kind of cold drifting in a, a gas cloud. It might be. I hope I'm with you. I'm with you right now. Can you imagine we go off into eternity together like that some kind of ever ever reducing moment in your brain as we release our hold on life and there hardy is with you saying what do you want to do do you want to play a game or something and everything feels right even though it's falling apart even though all the details are going away it still feels okay because hardy's with me Oh, we're just sitting here having a cup of coffee. It doesn't have to be coffee. I so, so many people don't drink it. Or it could be coffee and you don't have to drink it. You can pour it on your head or something or on your lap if you want to warm up. If it's not scalding, I don't see why you wouldn't just pour it on yourself if we're just souls. I'd be pouring, I'd go, oh man, I'd, you know what I'd like to do right now is pour some warm liquid on myself. I remember all the context was always bad when I was... A human, I'd say, uh-oh, I'm feeling warm liquid on my lap, and it would always be bad news. But now, free from my body, I say, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to order a hot cocoa, cacao, or something else, and I'm just going to pour that beverage. Do you have any uh, rebos tea? Yes, here you go. A little bit of honey? Yes. Is it? Where's What's it for? My lap. I'm going to pour it right on my lap, and I'll feel... 
No, well, I don't know. Maybe better. Who knows? There's just so much to do in eternity. I thought I'd start there. I have a whole list of absurd things I have to do because I have all the time in the world. So there's a got to go through all those things. Going to organize all the vinyl. That'll take two seconds because I've taken that with me mentally. There's records. I have records I don't have anymore because they're still in my head. You know that. If you have like vinyl uh, LPs or something, you go, I know I have that. And you go through and you go through and you go through. You probably sold it or gave it away a long time ago. But it's still in your head. It's in the library of your head. And gosh, that happens for so many friends. You're going, no, I still, oh, they're gone. That person's not, uh, not around anymore. So that happens. But uh, you, hopefully you didn't, you didn't sell them online, that it's not that. Oh, but right now we're together. That's won't, that won't be undone. Whoop, just was. No, but won't be again. Just was. Oh, I think that's why we like rhythm and patterns. Because it is uh, that sort of feels like eternity, doesn't it? When I, I like to put on, sometimes I'll put on some white noise to help me sleep or something. I have this little white noise machine. And it loops, I guess, at about maybe seven seconds or something. Because there's all sorts of little uh, oral illusions in there, little hallucinations. Uh, so after a while, you've listened to it for a while, and you know, you know, she has her name, she's a bad Right? You'll just hear like some kind of jazz melody or something. You know, I know it's not in there. I know they weren't like doing it. That's from the room next door. There's a guy who's like, my job is to record white noise off the television. And I, I work out of this hotel room. And what you hear a lot of times is stuff that's going on in the other rooms. No, I don't think that's it. I think that you somehow you hallucinate something. You see, it's like seeing when you see faces. Sometimes I'll see faces in uh, like on friends skulls. And uh, no, I see them. That's appropriate. No, I'll, I'll see them in, you know, in, in nature. No, sometimes it's really people. Let's say on a rock or a piece of toast or something. And uh, the ones on the piece of toast are always religious figures. You know, oh, that's, uh, that's Swami uh, Vivekananda or something. I don't know who it is. It's Or Jesus. But uh, there's no beard. So that's, uh, I don't know then. Um, could be anybody. Look at that. It's just an ordinary face on toast. Most face, toast faces are probably nobody. So you go, look at this face in a, on my toast. Yeah. Who does it look like? Nobody, really. Yeah. I mean, I know a guy who kind of looks like that. Yeah, I feel like that about the recreation of Utsi the Iceman. I go, I'm, that guy's from Sop Choppy. But that's all I know. Uh, but I, it's not anybody specific. Just get a vibe. And it could be. It could be the same person. That's how time travel's weird. I don't know if it started yet. It has in my mind. I'm all over the place. I don't experience life in a linear fashion. I don't, I'm, I don't think you do either. Because uh, information doesn't get to you in the order that it happened. That's why when you look back at history, you make these timelines. That's not how people experience things at all. So a piece of information, you say, well, this happened right before that. Not if you didn't know it. So if so-and-so king died before this other person became king, if you don't know that at the time, it not, didn't happen. That's what's so strange to me. You know, oh, this! remember when that old corrupt judge got shot in the Old West? You know, who knows whether that what really happened? You know, I feel like I'm getting a story. So there's no way of, uh, you know, it's really hard. Uh, you know, if you just look at things in order. Look at them out of order. My show is a great example of this. So a lot of times, so I've been on the radio here at WFMU for a decade. What's, how much is a decade? Break it down in Latin. Deca, like in, the, like in the record label, which has been around for a really long time, I think, decades. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll just tell you it's 10. And... Um, so I've been on 10 years here. Now, you, you may not have been listening since day one. And there was a day one, 2012, June 2012. And you might have been, say, Dale's going, I don't know. Or there's a lot of you, I'm sure. But not everybody. So more than likely, 
So, oh, I heard your show by accident. Uh, a friend was trying to hurt me and made me listen, but it, I ended up liking it. And now I've gone back, you hear me, and listened to your shows. And now I've heard more. Now I know more about you than you remember about yourself, which is probably likely. So that's a really strange feeling. You, know, you told that very personal story. Refresh my memory. So it's really, that's a strange feeling. So we experience, you're experiencing my life out of order. And I know it's just like in mythology. Now let's listen to what it would be like back in the day when things were a little more mythological back in the, I'm going to play something. I've been doing and playing a little music here and there. You like it? It's, uh, I just think it breaks things up and things are broken. Things are fractured. And I wanted to break things up in time. So I wanted some of you to have a memory and some of you to hear things for the first time. I like to present things in reverse often. Think about it. No, don't. Not yet. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. Sanford in Son. In Son. Sanford. Sanford. And Son. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. Son. Sanford. Son in Son. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son in Son. Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. In Son. Sanford and Son in Son. And Son. cold hard facts. The expression should be the cold hard butter because it's always much colder and harder. I'm not taking the bait. I guess it's because language evolves. Like the expression spit and image was originally spit and homage, indicating that physically spit and conceptually homage, the two things are identical. I'm swimming away now. Is it plus side or plus size? I've heard both used. For different things, they're used for different situations. No one ever confuses the two. Oh, so I made a mistake, but on the plus size, it was a teaching moment. Why don't I learn? I'm going to go lie down in the cistern and pray for rain. You're making a lot of fish out of water references. 
I never got that expression. I could see how a fish could be out of fish food. Good morning, friends. Why is Butchie stabbing you with a fork? It might be something I said. Come on, Butch. Stop sticking a fork in me. I'm done. The spirit that I have seen made you the devil. Ah! The devil had the power to assume a pleasing shape. A knife to a god fight and a rose to the dead. Modified light sword delivers blows to the head. Favorite things to bring for 500. I just forgot what I said. Wiping it off to clear the type of tears I left when I had the fear weeping that seeped from the spearhead from a member of the crew. I remember doing it with you. Do you? No clue. I knew it when I left for the east. The priests in the castles there can summon ghosts and beasts and make tables rear like mules that causes the rules to bend more because magic makes magic and latches on cabinets and maximum stab wounds and lack conditions. Position themselves like a monkey steals peaches. Bastard reaches the highest position and has to listen to the voices that say steel and iron and iron monkey. I rule you. And so here go I fool you. Go into my prison made of verbal abuse and gorilla glue. Decisions are made by herbal tea fuel paid actors lacking empathy or information. The length of three empty train stations or blocks and cities with no light, no day, no nightlife. When I show up, surrender on sight. I'm like bringing a god to a night fight. I'm like bringing a god to a night fight. songs or news updates or ads or station IDs. Look for the early events of your life to the left of the dial and expect partial events of varying intensities from now until the whole thing ends. And remember, live. You never get two moments quite the same. Live makes life into another world. See the world live. And by Stander. Stander and standing and standing in since 88 kilohertz. I should tell you stories about what you were like when you first got here, which was 30-some minutes ago. Oh, you were so different. Your hands were so tiny because you had those little novelty tiny hands and you had me fooled there for a minute. I didn't say anything because I'm not going to remark on your appearance. That's not what I do. The only time I'll say if you have a message t-shirt and the first line is ask me about my t-shirt, then I will comment on it. But I'll never just say, you know, oh, I see you, you bowl. I don't know. I might. I'm not working at one of those grocery stores that makes you do that. There's a grocery store I go to, it's a chain, and they make the people checking you out look for something on you to make conversation about. And so I don't get mad at them. They're just like, big weekend planned? They don't know. Because they'll look at me, I won't have one of those t-shirts on or something. I, d I wear the WFMU one a lot because I want people to go, yo, WFMU, and I go, I know, right? I, uh, uh, me. And then, you know, it's a conversation starter about me, which is nice. No, it's just a way of finding like-minded people. Sometimes I'm sure there'd be places you wanted to go where you did not want to run into other WFMU listeners, but I don't know where that would be. I'm trying to think. 
I'm sure there'd be something where you're like, uh-oh, uh, we shouldn't meet up. Oh, if where you're trying to be real quiet, maybe. Like, oh, you know, shh. If the, you know, the soldiers are near, everybody's got to be real quiet. Shh, then it's okay. Oh, WFMU, no way. Like that. You go, no, dude. Ah! So, uh, yeah, so don't wear those if you're hiding from soldiers or something. Don't wear a shirt, especially one, a WFMU one. Not that you shouldn't get the great gear and everything. Hopefully they have ones that'll, you know, have a little finger on them. and go, you know, sand. Don't yell, just in case. That's what my said on it. I've never had a T-shirt as a premium or anything. I was thinking of maybe just sending some of my regular shirts, and then people just, until they run out, people can go, oh, yeah, it's not anything interesting. It's just one of Hardy's shirts. He might have written Hardy on it in Sharpie. But I don't know if anybody would want that or want to wear it. So I haven't done that. People like to wear art. So I was thinking of making a sandwich board out of a couple paintings I didn't like. And you could wear that. That's always nice. I wish I could. I wish I was very prolific. I'd make everybody their own shirt. No, I wouldn't. That would be a lot. I wonder how many people that would really want one, though. You know, people say, oh, put me on the list. But then they don't come for their fitting. So it really could probably be four. I could make four. You know, I think so. Think about that anything you do. You go, should I make, you know, should I make my cupcakes? Everybody loves my cupcakes. How many people really want them? You know, I wonder. And then it's four. It's always probably four or five. So you might tap out of your market there real quick. That's why I try not to sell anything to friends because I, I just don't have enough. You have to really have in the millions of friends to be able to do that sell them thing. Then you can sell them stuff. But, you know, if you've just got like 10 Boy, they do get. They might get tired of going to your shows too, and they don't tell you what's well, a real friend. They won't tell you, you know. But they, well, I don't have a bad time, is what they'll say to you, even if they have a really terrible time. Like I like, I see my other friends. No, who knows? I don't. I don't want to try. I. I don't mind them just giving me money. They can say, "Oh, things are bad." <laughs> I don't do that. Let's see. I could find a lot of times. I save them the embarrassment. So if I go to their house and I see some money, I'll take it. And that, that saves them the embarrassment of them having to give it to me. And, you know, it's just better for the soul, I think. Um, you know, so I don't know if I've been over to your house and you're going, where's my, I don't, where's my uh, so-and-so? What would you need cash for? Where's my weed money? Because even if it's legal, they make you take cash sometimes. Um... Where's my, I had $300 here for, for legal pot. I don't know. I, Hardy was here. Oh, it couldn't have been him. Well, you know, I don't know. It was It probably wasn't me. But I've, I find it, uh, those kind of moral questions, fascinating. And I'm, hopefully after I'm gone, people can think about them. Because I'll be in, uh, I'll be in moot, moot court then. It'll be, it'll be fine. I'll be fine. My mom just said that to me the other day. She was talking to her. We talk about things like that, like dying and everything. And her brother used to say to her, you don't know your dad. You never know your dad. And he's dead now. And she says, right. Yeah, you know, I don't know that he knew he died. So I'm not going to tell him. He's been gone a while. But, uh, yeah, that's a, and that, I don't know why that, that, that calms us. And then we move on to the present. And arguing about something, and uh, that that's fine with me. I love the every. Mo- I like to even. I don't treat moments so precious that I don't complain about them because I just feel like that's such a wonderful. I try to bring all flavors to these brief moments. Oh, life is so precious. This moment we got to take care of it. No, no, you mess it up. It's okay to mess it up. That's the whole cat in the hat thing. Just muck it up. All this pressure. Oh my gosh! You can you can you can do two things at once. You can recognize that life is precious. We don't have tomorrow. That, and also, just you can go about acting as if you don't know that. You know, so you can just. I love taking things uh, for for granted. It's a good feeling. I walk around doing it. I deeply know, but then you know it doesn't. 
I, I don't really need to know it every second. I like to complain about the lines at stores and things like that. I like to be engaged, fully engaged in life, even though I think it's a dream or it's pointless. I like to care. I like to, I like to plan, even though I know that a lot of times plans are thwarted and we can't really foresee the future. That's not how I go about my day, and I'm fine with it. Oh, I let myself be cared for and loved. Sometimes I don't feel loved. I know I always, I mostly feel loved. I always know I'm loved. Let's say that, even when I'm really down and depressed. I go, I know I've been told. I'm going to go ahead and believe that. Even though it feels wrong, I'm going to get through the nightmare, just like bad dreams. I know there's, a, there's an unreality about this. I know that can't really be. Like, that's not Vicky. That's that, uh, who's pointing that laser gun at me uh, in the prison. Because uh, the real Vicky wouldn't do that. So I'm going to hang on. <laughs> I don't know why I picked. I only picked Vicky because there literally is a photo of her that I'm uh, across the room. And I just looked for a person that I knew. I'm sorry. So uh, there's, I would love to do that. There should be a, and there is a, I, as a character for a while, had a, the, the anti, evil Vicky from the other world. You know that if you've listened to the show a long time. She ran a, ho, a hotel of in, that had infinite number of rooms. So there she, she does exist. There's a, a version of us that, as my mother would say, is a pill, a bit of a pill, or worse, uh, demonic. Oh, there's a demonic hardy somewhere in there. Uh, well, hello. Uh, and then he'd say something negative. I can't think of anything. My mind doesn't work like that in this reality. Oh, my goodness. I'm inclined to say something gentle because I feel like that's my, that's my mission here. How did you find your mission? I made it up. I made it up. I saw there was a blank line and said I was filling something out and it says, what's your mission? And I was like, I'm just going to make something up because I don't know and I think that's nonsense. And it's just blank. So I'll put something in. They don't care what you write in. They just, when the scanner goes over it, they just want to make sure something's there. Put anything there. I like to, and say your, just say your anything too. That drives people crazy. I remember one time I, <laughs> This is a true, a true story. I was with some folks, and someone asked me what I did, and I said I was a consultant, which I thought was very, that's just general, right? That's a sign. I am a worker. And a person there was a consultant. I don't, I don't even remember what they consulted, and they got very upset with me. They go, you're not really a consultant. I worked hard to be a consultant. I go, well, who knows? I may be, you know, I think I consult. I just don't want to call myself that. That's okay. I don't call myself a doctor. So uh, that's, but now, but I, okay, I'm a doctor. I feel like that granny on Beverly Hillbillies. She goes, I'm a doctor. And then she did some doctoring. It's context. I mean, if you're the only person in town who's willing to stick your hand in an open wound or something, I think you're the doctor. Those movies where, you know, I've got a bullet in me. Yeah, but I've got my doctorates in philosophy. Not anymore, it's not. Get these pliers and give me some whiskey to drink and you're pulling that bullet out mr philosopher oh i don't know about this and then then you put this helmet on which gives you all the knowledge in the universe and you're going like oh my god i can do this and i can take your brain out you go you don't need to take my brain out just the bullet so sometimes the moral there is sometimes there's too much knowledge and then we want to do things that just don't even need to be done I think we, don't we do that a lot? Now, I think, uh, I don't want to, I don't, again, I don't want to sound like Will Rogers like earlier, but, you know, that's the government's job is to make problems and then solve them. It is kind of, though. They do, they make the problem and then they show up and they go, we have a solution. They go, oh my goodness, you could have really saved yourself and me some, some work if we had just not done that thing. And we've moved the water around. That's my, that's my big complaint. That we've moved really a lot of water around so we could do things. And then it becomes problematic. Oh, I do not try to move rivers. I leave the rivers where they are. I find that it's so much easier to navigate 
uh, and not bump my head up against it, but to go with the river. Why would I try to move a river when I can get on it and go somewhere quickly? There's all sorts of things that you don't have to change. You can just get on them and sail them. Some things that don't, energies that don't need to be stopped, you can ride on them. And I think a lot of things we try to stop or control when we should be riding them like they're, like we're Swiss Family Robinson. And uh, uh, Swiss Family Robinson, and we're having a race of exotic animals. And we're on uh, rivers and mountains instead. Doesn't make much sense. Welcome to the first annual Parade of Dreams. Oh, it's a beautiful day for a parade out here. These floats are your memories. And first up is sort of a nightmare. A giant menacing bald head of your Uncle Dell leaning over the crib. One of your earliest memories, this hideous giant adult head. My goodness, what's next? Oh, it's the dream of the teddy bear. The teddy bear. It's just a big teddy bear. What's next up? Oh, it's some sort of amorphous thing. What is that? It's just a nebulous feeling of dread. Where are the good dreams? Oh, here they come. Candy canes. It's an entire army of candy canes. Hundreds upon hundreds of candy canes walking in formation. These candy canes are manufactured just for you, just for your personal dreams. Only you know the significance of hundreds of marching candy canes. Well, you know, uh, all these kind of uh, parades and things that go by have a, a menacing quality, but they don't have to. A lot of things that are truly surreal, you know, seem maybe a little nightmarish at first glance, but really a lot of your fears are based not on reality, but on the unknown. If you can't figure out what a thing is, how can you figure out whether it's a threat? Next up, clearly a threat. It's Santa Claus, but it's no ordinary Santa Claus. This Santa Claus keeps changing shape and color. It's not even a human being, is it? What is it? It's some sort of mushroom or some fungus person from another dimension. Santa Claus. I don't like to go to parades myself. That's why I'm up here in the skybox, far from the crowd. Yeah, it's quiet up here. You can shut it all off. And now I'm not, I don't even know if I'm broadcasting anymore. Are you enjoying the parade? I hope so. I know you're down there watching it. You don't need me telling you what's going on. I'm getting it wrong anyway. I could say the name of the high school marching band, but I bet I'll mispronounce it. H.S., it's I, call, I was calling them the H's. I thought it was like, you know, Liberty H's. I didn't know it was Liberty High School. So I've been doing that. I don't know. I'm not good at, you know, I'm not good at anything. That's not true. I'm good at some things, just not consistently. And I don't know what they are, really. So I'm trying. I'm not down on myself. Not really. I think it's too early to decide whether I've really messed up my life. I'm going to leave that to you and all my survivors. What do you think? Here, take a poll after I'm gone. See what you think. Did Hardy do a good job? Who knows? Let's see. I'm anxious to not see it. So I'm glad that, uh, uh, gosh, you know, I wish I could convey to you, and I don't wish it at all, the odor in the room I'm in right now because I, I share it with a cat. And the cat has decided... Um, that it's time, it's that time of day, uh, that it's going to go in there and, and use the restroom, which is also, I use it for laundry. But there's a little a box in there. We both have a box. Mine uses water to get rid of the evidence, so to speak. But cat, uh, that I have to go and manually remove. So right now we're in that little space between I can't get there to manually remove the offending natural occurrence. But, uh, goodness, I'm having to really say, are you struggling? I am. 
it's one of life's little struggles, I think, is just a wretched stench. It's one of the smaller things, if you can just have that. A lot of people trade for the, oh, I have a, you know, they don't realize this, but they make some sort of deal with the devil and they go, you have a mansion, yes, but it'll smell of sewage. You go, oh, hmm, I don't know. You know, is it greedy to want it all? So you go, you wouldn't, you won't be able to tell in Instagram photos. Oh, give me the stink castle. I'll take the stink castle as long as my friends think I'm living the life. Or would you like to live in some kind of nasty shack that doesn't look good in Instagram, but it smells like unbelievable. Smells like mm, all the wonderful rare fragrances of the of the world. All the great beautiful locales and just oh it your house what is that it smells my friend's house smells like pork chop but yours smells sexy it smells like oud and saffron yes well i made a deal with uh, a different kind of devil so it just depends who your 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 demonic realtor is because then you you can make all sorts of deals i'd go with the go with the good smell properties though you know they don't look great but, you know, who knows? It depends whatever your sense. I'd go with what your sense is. You, you've got no sense of smell? Go with the stink mansion. But, you know, whatever. I don't know. People don't have all their senses. have some of them, and we all, we all don't know. Who knows the world that we're experiencing? I don't know it. I'm supposed to understand it. Shouldn't you have an understanding of the one that you hear? Since that's what you're doing, you're on the radio speaking and sharing music, you should have an outsized understanding of what constitutes a oral, oral, listening, listening goodness. And I hope I do a little bit. I know things that are pleasant to my ear, like a little, like somebody chewing, somebody crunching something or chewing or somebody has like had uh, cheese falling out of their mouth or something. That sound is lovely. All sorts of things. And I put that in my music. Or, or like machinery gone, there's something wrong with it. And you put that in your, in your art. And I put the, all those things in my heart, the emotional versions too. Here it is. I've got emotional version of noise music. Or just ambient. Here's my heart on neutral. And it's, it's something to contemplate and look at. And everything is flashy. And that's the beauty of the, the vehicle that you're getting. And, and WFMU is a vehicle. What kind of vehicle is it? It's an old cab. But it's cool. It's been converted into a... Uh, now a band has it. I don't know. Something like that. That's, what it, that's the feel. And uh, it's beautiful. Hop on in. It's a food truck. No, it smells like a food truck, but it's some kind of music thing. The real uh, uh, radio station, though, does move around that building. I've seen it. You say, oh, it's just like a trailer, you know, they're like a mobile home. So you go, no, it's right there by the post office and everything. It moves. I've seen it. I know for a fact it does. They can't move it because it's hooked up to city water and everything and sewage. But they used to move it or they used to move the building around. I know that for a fact. So, and I'm getting a little irate thinking about you not, oh, you do believe me. All right, that's too easy. I believe everything you say, Hardy. Oh, bless you so much. You know that it's, that's just for, just for fun. All cartoons ask you to believe everything, but we all know it's not real. You are listening to WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope 91.9 in Rockland County or online, WFMU and New York City. Online, WFMU.org. Worldwide. That's worldwide. And, oh, I'm so glad to be with you. And I will see you again next week.
mahogany. Twins name was Ebony. Her name was 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 mahogany. Twins name was Ebony. Thank <laughs> you. 